0: And welcome to episode 13 of the Olaguapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host Nisha Batesh. I'm also the founder and creative at Olaguapa, a digital community of almost 12,000 artists and creatives from all over the world. A blog, a website, an online shop, a podcast, and most recently, a small batch, slow fashion line. On this podcast, we take the creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success.
1: I'm Lauren Ashley Barnes. I am a creative entrepreneur based out of Chicago, Illinois. I would call myself a creative spirit. I'm also a multi-passionate person. I'm very passionate about a lot of things, but it always um, is rooted from creativity. Uh, So I love to create. I love designing products that people Um, relate to. And I love to uplift and inspire women specifically, but everybody that's just like my main thing in life and in business. So yeah,
0: I absolutely love that. Yeah. I know when I was first like drawn to your shop and to you, I was so struck by, I think not only like the variety of products that you carry, but definitely focused around, you know, everything is so positive and happy and has this little charm to it. You know, it's pieces that you might not necessarily need in your everyday life, but you feel like you need them because they just bring and spark so much joy. So I want to take it. I'm so glad hearing that. (laughs) Yeah. I want to take it kind of all the way back and really start with the moment where you knew that you were sort of on this entrepreneurial path and when you knew that you were destined for this creative journey.
1: Yeah, so Pineapple Sundays didn't start right away. It was, like, developed over several years of my life, beginning after college. Um, I finally started doing wedding invitations, and then I was, like, on Etsy a lot, making things. And I was doing that for years until I finally got burnt out. And I so happened to land a job at a wholesale giftware company. And I was like introduced to this whole world of designing these products. And I've always admired these products in the stores, like going to paper stores was like my jam because I love looking at all these beautiful design products. (laughs) Like I would get so inspired and excited by that. And it never occurred to me that there were actually people designing these products and putting them together. So really the start of it was with my uh, current job at the wholesale giftware company, just learning how to design all these products and put them together and doing it from concepts to completion to actually seeing them physically from off of the computer than actually holding them in my hand was just like very exciting to me. And I love the idea of designing my own designs that weren't custom made, but it's like, Hey, this is what I love. This is what I have. Either you're going to buy it or not. So that's how that kind of introduced me into starting pineapple Sundays. It was really wanting, it was for me wanting to design products that I really loved and like I mentioned, I was burnt out earlier. Like I was burnt out creatively. Like I just wasn't enjoying creating. And um, part of that was like my beginning into my self care journey, which was learning how to say no. Like I'm like such a nice, thoughtful person. I'm always saying yes, 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 and it like really took a toll on me, um, even creatively and just that simple word no like, literally helped me to begin Pineapple Sundays. And so most of my products is, like, it starts from self-care. Like, that's why I started with the bookmarks, because part of my self-care routine is, like, turning off all electronics, reading, just diving deep into a book and doing things that bring me joy. And, like, I don't want just any bookmark, I want a super cute bookmark, I want something that like ups my reading experience and makes me enjoy it even more. So that's, uh, you know, kind of where I come from with that
0: yeah i absolutely love that i mean you can tell that sort of there's a huge why underneath all of the pieces that you have because i know that a huge kind of theme throughout your shop is these gifting um moments and these sort of curated moments that uh curated pieces that you that you incorporate into moments of self-care. And I think that that's a really, really, um, you know, beautiful mission that you carry throughout. I want to take it back even a step further because I know that you have a history um, with graphic design. Did you go to school to study graphic Mm -hmm. design or how did you even get into sort of this whole, a wholesale gifting industry to begin with?
1: Okay. So (laughs) when I went to college, I was undecided for a while, but The college that I went to was Western Illinois University, but the reason why I went there was because I wanted to be a crime scene investigator, and that was the school to go to for that. And I took a science class. We had to, like, dissect the pig or something, and I was like, I can't do this. I like eating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I decided I wanted to be I want to do journalism because I loved writing me and my mom would uh write books all the time together for school when I was younger and then I so happened to take a graphic communications class and I'm like oh my god I love this so I switched it so I majored in graphic communications and then minored in journalism and um after I grew up from college, I, like, worked for, uh, like, a small magazine here in Chicago because that's what I wanted to do. I, like, wanted to move to New York and be a graphic designer for a cool magazine, but I learned the hard way that I hated doing that. <laughs> like, I missed drawing and creating, and, like, like I st- uh, stated before, I like, Several years after I graduated college, I landed this cool job at a large wholesale giftware company, and I was just, like, introduced to arts and designing and stuff. Um, But I took plenty of Skillshare classes to learn, like, hand lettering and stuff like that because, you know, I was just, I love learning new things um, just on a regular. I like picking up new skills and learning new creative forms. So I so happened to take a Skillshare class for hand lettering, and that's what landed me the job at the wholesale giftware company. So I kind of learned on the job how to illustrate and how to letter and like now I can do it in my sleep. Uh, so, you know, practice makes progress. Definitely. Yeah, I think
0: that like this is something that I guess I never expected so many people to experience, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. like a huge part of the reason of why I started Olaguapa, just because I think that when we're in school, especially as creative people, we expect it to go a certain way and we're really hands on in school. And I think that this constant theme is like when you graduate, the it Seems like you know the shoe dropped, like it's not what you expected it to be. You don't feel creative, you're feeling burnt out. Um, mm-hmm. it, and I think, like, just being from what I've noticed having conversations with different creatives, is it's always the women who are brave enough to like admit it and to say, Um, I gotta pivot, this isn't what I thought. Um, I, I have to make a, mm-hmm. a switch and I have to make a change. Was that? hard for you? Or how did that transition go?
1: Um, I was just trying to be more mindful of how I was feeling. And I was focusing on what brought me joy. And so once I honed in on that, and figured out that I love designing just to design and not to have somebody come to me and say, Hey, can you create this? I don't really like that. Like I love to just be able to create my own stuff and do my own thing and have it be what it's going to be. And not have someone like, uh, I guess like mess up my, you know, creative flow or I guess, I don't know how I would put it, but I just like designing for myself and not having Emma any limitations on myself for creating
0: yeah it is funny because it's like there's almost two different categories of creators and there's like a creative like mind who can really take direction super well and help Mm -hmm. another artist or visionary to fulfill their vision and then there's the type Mm -hmm. of creator who like just has their own vision and needs to pursue that for like whatever reason it's like this force that's drawing them
1: yeah and like after I got out of college, I was doing the custom wedding invitations and the birthday invitations and, like, handmade home decor so much. Like, I got so burnt out of that, and um, I happened to take a pottery class. Like, I stopped designing for a while, and I just took up pottery, and I loved it, and that, like, kind of got me back into my creative self. I was more creative after I took pottery class because I took a break from what I was no longer enjoying doing. And that also helped me uh, focus on what it was that I wanted to do more of. And that's really when uh, my brand was developed yeah i want to talk to you a little bit more about the development of
0: pineapple sundays so did you start it as you were working this other job and as you were sort of learning the industry and you were learning about gifting items and you were designing for this other company were you starting to think i would imagine you were starting to think well i'm doing all this work and i have this vision and you know i have this entrepreneurial energy I could probably start something on my own. Were you having those thoughts while you were working there? Or was it really like a line in the sand when you quit to when you started your own company? Um,
1: so I'm still working there. Awesome. I, I feel like I, I literally have two full-time jobs right yes. now. Yes, yes. Um, and I started off really slow with my brands. Like I came out with three products and I wasn't in any stores or anything I was just selling on Etsy and then um and then in 2019 it started to pick up more and then last year it really picked up so I'm like on a trajectory to doing it full-time that's like my ultimate goal um, but yeah I definitely took it slow you know You can go as slow and as fast as you want, as long as you're taking steps in the direction that you want to go.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, a constant. Mantra that I always remind myself of is just to start by starting. And I think that a lot of times you can get in your own way and you can make a lot of mm-hmm. excuses and say things like, well, I don't have a degree in it, or I wouldn't know where to start, or I don't know how to do it. And so mm-hmm. I love hearing that you still have, you know, a traditional nine to five. I'm in the exact same position. So, you know, I run Ola Guapa after my, you know, traditional work hours um, and on the weekends. And I think that it's really important to let people know and share that part of our journey. And because I think sometimes when you see it on Instagram, you see like this woman who has it so figured out and everything looks all buttoned up and dialed in. And it's really important to share like, well, I have two jobs. I am hustling. I am busting my ass. Like Mm -hmm. it looks beautiful because I've, you know, I, I have a passion and a mission that's driving me to make this happen. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that mission and about, you know, the why behind Pineapple Sundays. Can you share some insight there?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's all rooted from self-care. I just really want to put out those positive vibes and to uplift and inspire people. You know, I have this knowledge and I have this talent inside of me and I want to share that with everybody else, that it's not fair to keep it, you know, to myself. Mm-hmm. So I put a piece of myself in every single product that I design, every illustration that I put on Instagram is a piece of me. And there is like always meaning behind it. Why I pick the colors, why I draw something a certain way, there's meaning behind it. And, um, When I started this company, I didn't want it to be just for profit. I wanted to give back in some way, shape, or form, you know, inspiring, but then also like uh, part of every sale of proceeds go towards um, an organization that uplifts women and people of color. And this year and last year, I've been focusing on the Loveland Foundation which provides free therapy to women of color in need. And I think that's um, very important right now, especially after last year. So that's just been my main focus these past two years.
0: That's awesome. What do you think it is about you that has, you know, it's really hard, I think, as females to spend time, to hone in on our self care routines and to dedicate mm-hmm. that time in those special moments. I mean, I know that you love um, creating these sort of custom, really beautiful bookmarks. And just chatting earlier, you know, um, you're sharing that even in those moments where you have the time to read, you want like a beautiful bookmark to hold your pages open for you. What do yeah. you think it is about you um, or your your experience that is sort of cr- triggered this type of creating for you where you're really focused on, um, you know, self-care. And then I also want to touch on, you know, the give back component and, and, you know, what's drawn you to make that choice to not just be um, a for-profit business.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I think it really stems back to my mom when um, I was, younger when Harry Potter books first came out one of my favorite memories of her is you know going to a store buying all the books we would read them pass the books back and forth between us um, and then when the movies came out like I took her on our first date to see a Harry Potter movie to the movies I remember that Like, I just have these very fond memories of reading with my mom. And uh, she passed away um, right after I graduated from college. So I appreciate those small, meaningful moments. And I like to create products that will help other people create small moments between themselves or their family members or friends or, you know, whoever it is. I feel like life is all about those small little moments and that's something that you can always carry with you. And that's, you know, I guess why I love, you know, designing the bookmark so much is because of my mom and it's a way for me to honor her and celebrate her through my, some of my products.
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful. I mean, I I think even, I remember as a little kid, like bookmarks too, that it was always such a cool thing to have a cool bookmark. And I don't know what happened to that. So it's it's really cool to see you kind of taking a nod to that and bringing it back. And I know, you know, another huge product category um, for you is greeting cards. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I want you to kind of dive into that and share a little bit about this category as well.
1: So I created my first greeting card line last year and I had all of my family and friends help me pick sayings. Like I had ideas of the types of sayings that I wanted for cards, but I wanted everybody to vote on them to see what they love the most. And so that was a very special moment for me because I got all of my family and friends and friends of friends involved in helping me develop my first greeting card line. And um, that was very exciting, especially last year, because that's when I presented it. Um, I did it at the Noted Pitch program. So I presented them live to like hundreds of retailers across the U.S. So that was very nerve wracking for me. But it was like one of the best five minutes that I had, like pitching my brand, pitching my lines of cards and like a couple of them sold out. After I pitched them. So it was very reaffirming for me that I was heading in the right direction with my business and with my art. So that's so cool.
0: What do you think it is, um, you know, about you that continues to seek these opportunities? I mean, that's wild to me that, you know, you have this sort of entrepreneurial spirit so much so that even for, you know, a beginner, you're, you're, prepared to get in front of a huge retail crowd like that and Mm -hmm. pitch a line of products that's really like your first go around what do you think it is about you that drives that entrepreneurial energy
1: I don't know you know sometimes you know being a creative and entrepreneur there's moments where it's like I just want to quit why am I doing this and for a moment I'm just like I cannot quit because that's just not me. Like, I don't feel like my life would be fulfilled if I was not running my own business and creating my own products. It's just something that I cannot not do.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just kind of this like unspeakable um, kind of current that runs throughout. Yes, it's exactly
1: that. (laughs) If you have it, you have
0: it. If you don't, you don't. And I don't know, I've heard and I've listened to, you know, podcasts and read books. And I just wonder, like, you know, talking about sort of how to be an entrepreneur, like a how-to guide, and it's almost like I, I just kind of feel like you know, if you don't have it, it might not be something that you can learn.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know,
0: you know, with with your choice to sort of um, make your business um, to give back and to donate and to really um, be focused on a mission that's outside of yourself um, I think is also a huge driving factor. Can you dive into that a little bit deeper? And I want to hear about, um, more about the foundations that you're a part of and that you're connected to and that you're really focused mm-hmm. on giving back to with your work.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, I donate the proceeds or percentage of proceeds to the Loveland Foundation. Um, but I've, I've, I've always volunteered since I've, been in high school after I was in college. I was a virtual graphic designer volunteer uh, for Make a Wish Foundation here in Chicago and then Porch Light Counseling Services in Chicago. I've just always had this feeling to give back in some way, shape or form. That's just very important. For me, it's just a part of who I am. And it's just something that I feel that I need to do. And I feel like it's very important.
0: That's so cool. I mean, it's even, you know interesting to hear like if you don't have maybe the time to like physically go to donate or if you don't have the money to donate to donate your Mm skill set and your talent to you know even an organization like the Make-A-Wish Foundation I didn't even know that that was possible to donate something like graphic design work to them.
1: Yeah Um, and then recently one of my uh, local retailers uh, Sacred Art here in Chicago they are doing a drive for the Chicago Period Foundation. So they're like accepting donations for pads and panty liners for the homeless. And I think that's just like amazing because, you know, you don't really think about the homeless women needing those pads and the panty liners. Like I never even considered that. So I definitely like went to Walgreens. They had like buy one, get one half off. So I bought a bunch of it and dropped it off at uh, my retailer store for that. Like, I like doing stuff like that too. That's not like money, but products. So anytime I see something like that, I like to take a part in it
0: yeah that's that's wonderful and i know that you're um you know another huge one of um the things that you really value especially with pineapple sundays is um really focusing on supporting and uplifting female found female found businesses and female-owned businesses Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. can you talk about that a little bit because i know i think that's just such a strong current in your work like you know really being a proud feminist and really um you know showcasing that
1: yeah i don't know i've always been like that since i was little like when i was in first grade Annie was my jam i loved annie she was just like this strong female girl hero into me yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i've always been about girl power even when i was a little kid and i've never stopped
0: That's so awesome. I I absolutely love that. That's definitely like something that I can relate to as well. It's always been girl power for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the challenges and some of the struggles um, growing your business and just kind of sharing, you know, for anybody who might be thinking of starting um, their own business or for anybody who's doing it now and just feels really alone and and kind of just shedding more light and more transparency on like some of your biggest challenges that you've been facing growing your business. Is it, you know, in technology? Is it balancing time? Is it, um, you know, finding ways to be more efficient? Um, I'd really like to touch on that
1: yeah for me it was difficult for me to start I started slow but I did so out of fear and you know I just got to a point where it's like okay you need to take a risk you know there's no you won't have any reward without taking a risk so you have to like invest in yourself and just know where you want to go and start taking those steps to do it and i would definitely say research a lot um if there's something you don't know find somebody that knows about it and get that information so that you are starting off on the right foot in the right direction and just doing everything the right way
0: and do you do everything yourself do you you know do all your own product descriptions and your own photography and um you know starting an e-commerce shop like did you create your website on your own or did you really lean on other people who had those skill sets
1: i do everything (laughs) i'm (laughs) seriously a solo entrepreneur right now it's crazy yeah i would love to delegate it out to somebody else but like I'm self-funded. So I fund everything. I buy all of my products, uh, the products that I produce in China, like that can be very expensive. Um, but like I'm at the point where my business is growing. So where it can pay for itself and I'm not coming out of my own personal funds to pay for stuff, which is good. Yeah. That's but, great. like starting out. It was yeah, wow. I started out slow because I, I started out with what I had. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you can with what you have and don't like pay attention to what everybody else is doing. Because sometimes I did that and I would catch myself and it's just like, you know, their story is not your story. It's not your path. You have your own path to go down and it's going to happen in uh, your own time and your own way. Yeah, and
0: that's I mean, that's such a good just reminder, because I think it is so easy, you know, with social media and with just all the platforms and all the access that we have to people's lives. And and I think that it's important to just remember that, you know, people are really only sharing what they want to share. And not many people are sharing like the meltdowns on the floor at midnight when they couldn't get something right or when the order fell through or when, you know, a customer returned a product or so I just think that it's really important to kind of keep sharing that. Um, that truth. And I I really appreciate like your authenticity and just saying that, that you were only able to start with what you had and kind of just continue taking baby steps, putting one foot in front of the other. And it sounds like you've been building such positive momentum. I want to learn a little bit more about, um, you know, was there any one thing that you think that you've done or maybe a multitude of things that have really helped to move the needle for you? Or was it just really slow, steady consistency?
1: Yeah, I would say slow, steady consistency for me. You know, anytime I feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough and I want to rush it, I have to stop myself because I just want to do it the right way. So I just don't focus on how fast I'm going. I'm focusing on the quality because that's very important to me. I don't want to just throw something together and put it out there just to keep my momentum going. Um, and I feel like that has benefited me because everything is consistent. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I, um I'm so excited that you are one of our March Guapa Gals and that ye- we now have, I believe it's six items of yours added to the Guapa Gal shop. So we have two cards, two keychains and two bookmarks. I want to talk about some of these items and kind of shed a little bit more light on them. Is there one of these items in particular that you wanted to touch on or that you kind of had a story about how you created these pieces and how they came to life and then just super excited to have you on the shop. So just wanted to touch on that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to be on your shop and I love the photos that you took. (laughs) They are amazing. Um, I guess the talk about a plot twist bookmark. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorites to create, and I love the photos that you took with it.
0: Yeah, it's so cute. It's like a little taco bookmark, and then it has sort of engraved in it talk about a plot twist, but it's like taco. It's like a little pun yeah. play on words. It is so <laughs> adorable. And I have it right now. Um, I'm obsessed with Frida, and I have it right now sort of tucked into my Frida book. So it's so perfect. I'll have to send you a oh, picture. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um So I like creating products that are fun, but I like to take my own little twist on it. I didn't want to just design a regular taco bookmark, but I also wanted it to, like, relate to reading. And so, yeah, I came up with Talk About a Plot Twist, (laughs) and I (laughs) thought it was, like, very fitting for last year of 2020. No, people really related to the bookmark. So people were buying it like crazy, even this year. It's just like a fun bookmark. I'm a huge foodie and I love tacos. Like that's (laughs) the other thing that I do. I get when I go to San Diego. San Diego is the tacos. Oh, yeah. Tacos, flowers plants and crystals I get when I go to Cali. (laughs) Yes, yes. All
0: good things from here. And I know you're based in Chicago. So, you know, is there something about this city that really inspires you and kind of talking a little bit more about like your inspiration and your process when you create, do you, are you creating collections all at once? I know that it's very clear that you have your end user in mind and you know, you're super focused on your why. Um, But I want to kind of dive into a little, a little bit more about what inspires
1: you. Yeah. um, I love colors. I love patterns, prints. Like if I'm out and about and I see somebody that has like a really cool skirt, I'll snap a photo of that and you know, I'm just really attracted to color. Everything you can see, I, I love colors, pops of it, like, everywhere in my in my designs. So, yeah, definitely that. I love being out in nature and just walking around. I love going to the park. Anything nature-related, like, that inspires me. And, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah,
0: I think, you know, nature is always a huge one. I think travel too, food too. I mean, you can see that you're just Mm -hmm. passionate about so many different things that it just really translates into your shop. Do you have like a a larger um, plan? Are you more like roll with the punches, kind of go with the flow? Where do you see pineapple Sundays in, let's say, like three to five years?
1: So I would hope pineapple Sundays is going to be international. I would love, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in hundreds of stores right now, which is crazy because I started uh at zero stores at the beginning of the last year. And then by wow. July I was in like a handful. And now this year it's like hundreds of
0: stores. So Wow, how did that exciting. happen? What was your what was your plan there? I'm so curious how that happened so quickly.
1: It was the Noted Pitch Program. Got it. Like, actually, I have reached out to Sarah Schwartz. She's the editor-in-chief of um, Stationary Trends. And, like, she has this um, organization called Rights for Women. So I had reached out to her about, you know, designing a product for that. Which is in the process right now. Hopefully, it'll be out for next year. And she just came to me and was like, Oh, there's this noted pitch program for Black makers. I think you should try it. And I was just like, Okay, I'm going to do it. Even though I did not have any cards designed, I was just like, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to design the cards later. (laughs) How to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I had like, Two weeks to do it. And those were wow. like some stressful two weeks leading up to it. Because I had to design the cards and get the cards printed. Then I had to photograph for myself. Because yeah. I do everything myself. Like mm-hmm. I package the products, everything. So, you know, once I did that, that was just like a doorway that opened for me. And, you know, also being an entrepreneur, you need to learn when to say yes to something and that was my yes that was my moment and that led to so many other moments because pineapple sundays has grown so much from just from last july it's just it's crazy so you know i want to i want to keep continuing on that path so yeah yeah.
0: that's so exciting and i mean congratulations that's like crazy growth. And I think it was interesting because when we first, you know, started chatting, you talked a lot about the power of saying no. And it's almost like, you know, it empowered you to be able to save that moment that you said yes to, you know, that really changed the game and save your energy for that moment.
1: Yeah, there was a quote that I've seen somewhere that says every time you, you say yes to something, you're saying no to something. else," And so it's like, if you're saying yes to something that you really don't want to do well then you know that takes away from time for the things that you really want to do so that saying no was just a perfect lesson for me and you know I'm still learning it now how to say no to things and choosing products uh, not products projects that gonna bring me joy or really excite me to create it is very important
0: yeah yep definitely what do you think has been the most um sort of shocking or surprising thing whether it be about um you know how quickly you grew or um just any learning curves along the way
1: um i guess the biggest learning curve For me, just being an artist and a creator, sometimes I can be my worst critic. And so I've kind of been like battling my inner saboteur, Mm -hmm. as uh, RuPaul would say. (laughs) Uh, Just like knowing that I'm good, I'm good enough, that I'm putting out good products and people love the work that I'm doing. And to just continue to be myself and everything else will be just fine. That's like the biggest uh, learning curve that I learned from last year. Yeah.
0: You know, learning to like get out of your own way. Yeah. Awesome. Um, As we kind of wrap up, are there any resources, whether it be podcasts, books, um, any platforms, any tools, software, anything that you're using um, that you feel like you want to share, um, whether, again, whether it's it's somebody who already has a business or somebody who's looking to start?
1: Yeah. So um, one of my biggest tools, this was one of the largest risks that I took when I started Pineapple Sundays, was I signed up for a Proof to Product Paper Camp? Um, Katie Hunt runs that. Um, all of the cool stationary companies that I follow on Instagram, a lot of them went to Paper Camp. So if you're interested in creating products or stationary products, uh, Proof to Product with Katie Hunt is like the best resource that you can go to to figure out how to do that, how to sell wholesale, how to sell retail, how to price your products, all the in-betweens that go through it. You know, I knew the artsy side of wholesale, but I didn't know the business side and Paper Camp was perfect for me to learn the stuff that I did not know.
0: Wow, that's, that's a really great, um, very specific resource. So I think that's okay. gonna be a great tool for anybody kind of looking to get into that industry.
1: Yeah. And then another thing that helped me was Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic book about um, creativity and fear. That was another thing that really helped me was her book. Um, I have an audio book, so I would listen to it all the time. And that kind of helped me with my fear and kind of, you know, got me out of my head with that. So that's another resource that I used.
0: Yeah, that's a great book. I remember reading that one when it came out. And I think, you know, you even touched on it earlier, just saying that, you know, as a creative, you have a gift that really like you're doing the world a disservice if you don't share. Yeah. so That's That's how I got into
1: pottery because Elizabeth built Gilbert was like try something completely different from what you're doing I'm like okay
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and who knows like who knows where all of those paths can lead you so it it is you know I think like it's always interesting to me to see like what um, an artist or what a designer will choose as their medium and sort of how that, you know, is represented throughout their experience or their story or the product that they're making. And yeah. and I think that when you, as a creative, when you just do something like switch a medium, how you can feel like a beginner again, and it all feels exciting again, and you have to learn a new process. And so I think that that's a really great way to kind of get outside of your comfort zone and just be a little mm-hmm. bit more playful in in your creative practice. Yeah, Awesome. Well, it has been so great chatting with you. Um, I definitely want you to sort of pimp yourself out and share where everybody can find you and where everybody can learn a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at pineapple.sundays. And then my website is pineapplesundaystudio.com
0: awesome. Thank you so much for, for, you know, sitting down and having this conversation. I really loved um, chatting with you and getting to learn more about you and your work. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Nisha. I had fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Joanna Rossi. I hope you gained as much value and inspiration from her story as I did. If you love what you heard, please make sure you rate and review this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. It really helps to spread episodes like this one to other creatives looking for their daily dose of inspiration, and I would be forever grateful. But before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to olaguapa.com to check out this month's collection of Guapa Gals, including a new collection of feminine floral party dangles and graphic tees you don't want to miss out on. So head over to olaguapa.com and discover your new favorite female-owned and artist-made brands today. With that, have a beautiful week, Guapas! And as always, sending you tons and tons of inspiration and lots and lots of love.